Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they go too long or end too soon, from maybe not to Louie Loon, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He's the lord and master of this disaster. It's my co-host, Evan. Ding, 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 ding. He's out to prove what we're working for is worth defending. It's my (laughs) co-host, Saker. Wow, mine is way more positive than yours. I'm glad I got dinged. Well... I mean, yeah. fighting that something is worth uh, worth worth fighting for uh, is better than being a master of disaster. Though mm-hmm. that is a great '90s nickname, the master of disaster. I feel like there were Sounds everybody, like a, yeah. yeah, in the yeah. '90s was the master of disaster. Oh, gosh, yeah, every cartoon character, every pro wrestler. Yeah, yeah, those are the two main ones. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the two people who caused the most disaster. Um, what's your favorite uh, pro wrestling uh, animated character crossover? Is it the uh, Particle <laughs> Man segment from Tiny Toon Adventures? That's the only one that came to mind. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only one there is. I'm surprised there wasn't a There has to be like a Hulk Hogan show. Like I'm, he was such a big thing in like the 80s. Almost sure there was, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised there wasn't a pro wrestler with the gimmick that they were like a cartoon character who came to life, right? Uh, it's called Hulk Hogan's Rock and Roll Wrestling. Great. And tell me a little bit about it. It's an American animated television that aired on CBS Sunday or Saturday mornings from September 14th, 1985 to October 18th, 1986. Oh, I thought you were going to say 1985, like it aired for yeah. a month because it was garbage. But that's more episodes than I expected. A whole yeah, year of episodes. He, Hulk Hogan led, uh, was the leader of the quote unquote faces or good guys. And the other sure. wrestlers in it were Junkyard Dog, Captain Lou Albano, Andre the Giant, Wendy Richter, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, Hillbilly Jim, Tito, Master of Disaster Santana, Rowdy... <laughs> Master of Disaster Roddy Piper was the leader of the heels, or bad guys, consisting of the Iron Sheik, Nikolai, Master of Disaster Volkov, the Fabulous Moolah, Big John Stud, and Mr. Fuji, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Mean Gene Okerlund. If you could be any of those wrestling personalities, which one of those would you be? Jimmy Superfly Snooka, baby! Of course I'd want to be Jimmy Superfly Snooka. We did just watch uh, the Royal Rumble, you and I, uh, together over Discord. Uh, and we have every year we we watch Thora Rumble and uh, there's one person, our friend Tim, who knows things about wrestling. And so he explains things to us. But that was, year, I think, one of the best things was like, because I know nothing about wrestling. But too. then having like somebody walk on the stage and, t- and then your friend being like, well, that's so and so. And they do this and that and this and their thing is this and they do that. Like a, just like a 30 second spiel on each yeah. wrestler as they walk in. <laughs> The Royal Rumble, I think I've mentioned it before on this podcast, is the only wrestling thing I watch every year, and it's a joy. But this year, Tim was in a mood, I feel like, because he kept giving us, like, one fact, and then one fact that is horrible. So I think Jimmy Superfly Snooker was like, oh yeah, he was kind of one of the first Samoan wrestlers in the WWE, and he killed his first wife, or something like that. (laughs) That was just like, he kept doing that, like, oh, this character suffered massive brain injury and committed suicide. (laughs) This is so-and-so, and and, uh, her husband died in a freak choking accident. (laughs) Exactly. That was always the second fact, was like, the most horrible thing that's ever happened to them during their lives. Well, he wanted to give us a... Context, like a full a full range of uh, possibilities. What do you think Bobby the Brain Heenan did that was so bad? Give me um, someone named the Brain. What was their mortal sin? I bet it was something to do. He invented something bad. Oh yeah, he's sort something of the, real bad. He's the smart one, the inventor of the crew. Yeah, I bet you he did. Wow. But what sort of thing would a Bobby create? I feel like that. I don't know. I feel like Bobby's a real like norm core people so yeah i don't know he created a new way to eat chips that ended up being very very disastrous <laughs> oh he created a uh, olestra 
<laughs> That's exactly what it was. He gave the world diarrhea for about four months in 2003. Yeah. Anal leakage. I'll tell you that I was one of those people who ate a family-sized bag of Alestra chips because of the guilt-freeness of it all and then had the, the rumblies for a long time. I think yeah. I might still have them today. <laughs> I think Alestra's still hitting me 18 years later. I didn't. I don't think I really got into the Alestra kick, but oh. uh, I wasn't really a chip guy back then anyway. Oh, what? Are you a chip guy now? No. Okay, so you've I'll have them been. like I'll have them like once in a while. I like them with stuff. Like I'll have like a like a deli sandwich with some chips. That's a good that's one. A good, you, that's a good mix. Are you? We are from Northeast Ohio. Are you a chips on sandwich person? Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! Get that crunch in there. I'm a chips on fries on guy. I put everything. Like if if it comes on the side, it goes in my sandwich. <laughs> that's correct. Yes. Every every bit of it. Uh, yeah. Get those fucking on. hobo fries in there, and ain't nobody stealing my fries. Ooh, off what's, my, Oh, oh, hobo fries. That's where you stick your fries fries. in your sandwich so no one can snatch them off your plate. I've never heard that before. Sounds like it has some etymological uh, questionable origin. I think it's a, I think it's a fam, like a thing where you grew up in a bigger family and you've got everyone sort of scrabbling for food. No, I get it. Yeah, because but I was the, but thing is, I was the big brother, so I was the guy stealing food off people's plates. Like they weren't. So yeah, well, but then that, I would stick them in my sandwich so they couldn't get them back. <laughs> sure, Absolutely. and that's why your little brother is uh, a skinny ass uh, because you he wasted away because you would that's not right. let him have any fries. Skinny bones, skinny bones, skinny bones, we call skinny bones. Scotty skinny bones. Uh, every Thursday, my friends and I have a movie night where we just everybody submits movies and we spin a wheel to figure out which one we're watching this week. And I think our friend Rick. Uh, was in a mood and he chose Hulk Hogan's Suburban Commando and it got chosen on the wheel. Uh Boy, oh boy, what a fucking film that is. (laughs) Hulk Hogan plays a space alien who crash lands on Earth and then has to, while his ship is recharging for 25 days, uh, just sort of blend in amongst uh, suburbia. It's it's like a series of unfunny sketches where Hulk Hogan doesn't understand human culture. That's the entire, like, an old woman is squeezing melons, and he goes, why are you doing that? And she goes, you can tell which ones are ripe. And he goes, okay, and then he squeezes it and it pops. Oh, yeah. And then he moves on to the next sketch. Like, it just, it fucking sucks. I think all those wrestling movies sucked back in the day. Uh, no Holds Barred was good. That was Hulk Hogan, and uh, um, I don't remember who the other guy was. Hmm. Some other was wrestler. it a wrestling themed movie? Yeah, it was literally oh. about wrestling. See, I feel like that's the only way they could be good is if they're wrestling wrestling movies. Like with the the ones where they you know Mr. Mom, like those movies are garbage. They suck. Uh, although shit, They Live was really good. Speaking of Rowdy Roddy Piper, that movie kicks ass. Are you looking up No Holds Kurt, Barred right now? Kurt Fletcher, no ref, no ring, no rules. Uh huh. Tell me a little yeah. bit. This is the. This has become the podcast. <laughs> 1989 read, action read film produced by Michael Rackmuller, directed by Thomas J. Wright, written by Dennis Hacken. No. Mm. Um. Okay. Cool. Thank you. That's very helpful. You're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Uh, Ev, you've been uh, you've been having some trouble this week. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, I've got the I've got the Rona. You came down with coronavirus, I believe, for the second time. Correct? Because mm-hmm. you had it in like last February, the, March. The disease so nice, I got it twice. <laughs> Well, they do say the antibodies only last for like six months, so right, right. Um, They're um, yeah. It's uh, the good news is is that well, it was way less bad this time for me. My partner was bedridden basically, so I've been on boy duty all week. Yeah, because um, we've been in quarantine, obviously. Right. Well, so. except for I mean, the reason you got this, you, I mean, you told me you'd been going to every Arby's in the city and French kissing L- the person behind the counter. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like they deserve a little bit of respect. These uh, these. 
Essential front, workers front should be line, desired. Essential frontline workers should be, yes, they should become <laughs> objects of desire. That's right. Should be made into it. So you've been, yeah, your mission has been to turn on every Arby's employee within the city yep. of Columbus. So. I say, I got the, I got the meat. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, dip it in cheddar, baby. Um, yeah, that's right. Horsey sauce. Yeah, horsey sauce. But you're better now. You are feeling okay. I'm feeling about 80%. <laughs> okay. Truly, I'm surprised. I said, we could skip a week, bud. We do not have to do the pod this week. And you I would said, just prolong, prolong this thing. <laughs> I do love whenever we do like a very special episode or something, you're like, this is just one more fucking week. This is just one more. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Which is fine. We're doing this for the fans, not for ourselves. That's right. That's uh, they right. Never, they can- they can never question me. No. They can't never question, question my devotion to BNL. That's correct. Your loyalty to this podcast and to them. So listeners, uh, send Evan your get well cards to 1448 Lakeville Circle, <laughs> Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. Let me get real close to the name of your street and then just avoid it. Ebo, should we get to our song this week? Uh, fine. All right. <laughs> Our song this week is called Give It Back to You. And if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. I don't care how long it takes. I will atone for my mistakes. I will hold your heart when it breaks and give it back to you. I'll give it back to you. Out of every Okie dokie. Ebbo, giving it back to you. More like live shit sack poo poo. Oh, couldn't think of a bad word for the first one, huh? Live is fairly positive, all things living considered. Living in a shit sack. Not if you're living in a shit sack full of poo poo. Mm, I guess that's true. Well, I mean, you wouldn't know any different if you lived in a shit sack poo poo. Well, I mean, you haven't all. You weren't born in poop. Depends. I mean, the a lot first of people anal take, a birth. Sh- take a shit when they give birth, right? Yeah, it's called Mick. Excuse me? <laughs> I didn't the, know. When the baby poops inside you, it's called Mick. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the mommy pooping when they give oh. birth, right? You yes. were born inside of poo. Uh, yeah. but I didn't know that babies can poop in the womb. Yep, the, when th- they get big enough. Oh, interesting. And that can presumably kill them. It's just, uh, they, you have to be born then. Can you read me the Wikipedia entry on Mick real quick, just so we can get down to the... Why is this it called... 1986 moon? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is also your hobo fries etymology. I feel like there's some derogatory uh, origin to that word that, uh, that I don't definitely want to get into today. Um, interesting. Okay, so, live shit sack poo-poo. Um, mm-hmm. I, so you obviously <laughs> had a fucking problem with this song. No, no, this isn't... This is nowhere near last week's song. This song didn't actively offend me in any way. It's it it is interesting. I feel like this album on the whole has been inoffensive to good. Yeah. For the most you, part. 100% agree. Yeah. Like last week last week was a big stumble for me, but other than that, I've been pretty pleased with this album. Yeah, for for me too. And I I I mean last week has was good for me in fact. So, I don't know. This this one might rank up there. I don't know. We're not at the end. Let's not do this yet. Save it for the pod. Let's talk about... That's right. Well, it'll only take one or two more bad ones for you to totally turn your back on BNL. <laughs> Forever, yeah. <laughs> We're over. We're done here. Um, This is a little shorty song. This album is full of, like, sketches. Like, just like a Hulk Hogan movie. I feel like... <laughs> 
this this album is just moving from kind of sketch was to he sketch. Was he in Mr. Mom? Was he was he yeah, that? Yeah, he is. Okay. In fact, I may have mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Uh, you were looking at rock and roll racing <laughs> or whatever you No, I'm not looking at anything right now. Hulk Hogan stumbling looking down the at stairs my buddy wrestling. Saker. Um like the the rock had a pretty good acting career after wrestling. Oh yeah, absolutely. The Tooth Fairy movie, uh, Scorpion King, Scorpion King. Uh, he's been in so many successful movies. Let's name all the shitty ones he was in. Did you see the new Get Jumanji? No, was, uh, neither did I. I kind of wanted to, but I bet it's good. Hey man, we still can. We're still alive. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, technically, um, this. I feel like this whole album is kind of short shit. Some of it is artificially expanded to bigger concepts like when they loop the chorus six times at the end like boomerang mm-hmm. like odds are some of them are left small but they're all like kind of minute at their core like this is an album full of little ditties uh, that they've they've done things with and i i kind of like that that they're all just like sketches and and thoughts and uh not really songs yeah but are they i guess they're songs (laughs) are they songs (laughs) but they're 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 thoughts of songs they're they're more feelings than they are fully fleshed out ideas and i like that i was into that um i'm glad that you didn't hate this song uh i i wondered though as i was listening to it if i was being stockholmed by ed um, I feel like we've been left alone with Ed for so long <laughs> that like I was writing notes like Ed has such a powerful voice that gets overlooked for Steve that and it's nice to hear it cut through in the very first moment. I was really impressed with Ed's like crooning on this song. Like this is the first song I think I've heard him. I know he's been doing a lot more vocal stuff this album and the previous album, but yeah. like he's really he's doing his best here. I mean, for me, he's still not going to equal Steve in far of like in terms of like vocal power, but this isn't bad. No, it's it's in fact pretty good i would say um agreed obviously i don't i don't know what it is about steve because he's such a fucking nerd and i think that like live his voice is not nearly as good as it is on the album so clearly he does multiple takes which is fine but like that perfectionism really pays off for him and i'm just Mm -hmm. wondering if ed just doesn't equal the same natural talent that steve Ed just doesn't care he comes in he's like one take that's what they call him (laughs) good old one take yep it's Um, been one take uh yeah he uh he this i i don't know i i felt like there was this this felt like when you talked about gonna walk the other week and you said it felt like a a throwback song for you mm-hmm. this felt like a bope song to me this felt like yeah. it could have been on any because it had all the classic bernicked lady shit on it had like very simplistic and it was like some great 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 harmonies at the very end and uh i just i felt like it was a classic bnl song and i i really i kind of enjoyed that um, did anything stand out to you? Musically or lyrically? Uh, musically. C- because obviously I have to talk about things that stand out to me. Um, mm-hmm. Musically, I liked the gradually escalating guitar and that, that he's just like, it started out with a very relatively simple melody and then the guitar, more, it, it got, the riffs got a little more complicated as the song went on. And it added more instruments too. It was mm-hmm. a very additive sort of song. I loved that. I, I was super I think that uh, I really like Ty's drums on the bridge. Yes. Right before the chorus too, he does this fucking killer fill. It ruled. I'm the Lord and master of this disaster. destroying it on this yeah i couldn't really pick out jim or kev on this song but that i don't think they needed to be there yeah i mean i know that i know that jim's bass is in there (laughs) and if it didn't need to be there well i mean i know that jim's bass is in there and if you took it out the song would sound terrible sure of course but you know like 
He just gets overlooked so many yeah. times. He's a, he's the house cleaner, right? Mm-hmm. When he's there, and you, you don't realize it because the house is just fucking clean. But if he's not there, you notice when Jim's not there because you got fucking Milky Way rappers strewn on the ground. <laughs> you but- telling me, man? <laughs> my partner's been in bed for a week. I've been watching my son. Look, my house looks like a fucking trash fire. <laughs> uh, your partner did uh, forward to me uh, the garbage bed that your son made. Yeah, that's he's into a pile. He's into piling now. Okay. He takes things out of things and piles them places. Sure, sure. Which I is a pain in the ass to yeah. clean up. But his yeah. his yeah. bed was filled, just filled to the brim with shit, where he just yes. threw everything he owned into his bed, which is very fun. Well, that was very little of what he owned. He has so much stuff. <laughs> oh. Um, I felt but- that all that company all that separated this song from like a pop country song was an accent. Yeah. God, maybe you're right. And he was even doing some may, I don't, I don't want to say performative stuff, but like the, there's a line where he sings like a, when he says such a hole in the ground where he's mm-hmm. got like this quaver to his, like such a yeah. hole. In- I don't care how long yeah. it takes. It, it feels very performative, but it's also very tender. Yeah. Instead of making such a hole in the ground, no yeah, I just felt this was this was really really leaning into country pop for me, 100%, which is fine. Yeah, when, I don't, that's you, not necessarily a deal breaker for me. Usually, I'm not into it. Usually, it is a deal breaker for me. But something about I see, I say this song would be on Bopes, but if it were on Bopes, I wouldn't like it. Like I think I, <laughs> I because it would be surrounded by hauntology. Thank you, Doctor Clearly. But like I feel like this is just a, it's a standout because this is an album full of pretty good songs. <laughs> that's you know i don't know um there was some stuff that felt weird to me uh there the first pause they do like a pause in the song it's not quite a whole beat long it's half a beat long and it drove me insane every time i listened to it i'll give it back to you out of everyone did, you didn't notice that though did you no, man, it's weird that I it my ear picked up. I'm not saying I'm well, like you're a, you're a musician. I like guess you put I songs you put songs together. Stop. No. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't do that. <laughs> but you do. But you play, which surprises yeah. me. I don't know. Um, and there was also like a, I don't know if it was a fucking like a tiny Celeste or something that was just in the left ear, some small tinkly instrument that was going on there. Uh, I was kind of into it, but it was very weird. I don't know. Um, did anything not hit for you? Not hit correctly? No, I don't think so. I think, like, from a musical standpoint, this song did exactly what it was supposed to do, which is to be sort of a, not where at its welcome, be sort of a maudlin song, uh, amidst some higher energy songs. Um, so I feel like if I had been listening to this album all the way through, this would have been a good breathing break. Yeah, this is the intermission. This is where you go get a snack in the album and you can come back after you have your hot dog and enjoy the rest of the album. Um, Do you remember that Offspring album that actually had an intermission on it? Oh, hell yeah. That intermission rules. I love it so much. We're going to put in a little (laughs) bit right here. Welcome to intermission. do this to myself it's just more work i have to eq a whole nother track um let's uh let's talk a little bit about the lyrics i guess um what was this song about to you because for me it was like it, it swung from one end of the pendulum to the other 
I feel like uh, the repentant boyfriend has replaced shitty boyfriend in terms of like the BNL canon. Because this is like the third song about being sorry that you fucked up. Yeah, maybe. I it it, it could have been. I, th- I mean, obviously, it's about atonement, or at least on yeah. the surface. I mean, yeah. like like it's the same. It's exactly the same. This is the same narrator as like Boomerang and Gonna Walk, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like here I am again. I'm committed to this. <laughs> I'm still gonna do you're it. Not getting rid of me. <laughs> it's interesting. Is it always a possibility to atone? I feel like there are some mistakes that I've made in my youth that. You can't atone for it, but he's he's gonna try. He's gonna try real hard yeah. to atone for this I mistake. I wouldn't say atonement. Atonement isn't always a possibility, right? You don't have to forgive people who have wronged you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I don't know. Just <laughs> yes, yeah. atonement is not a, can, <laughs> cannot be a possibility, okay. and sometimes you have to accept that, do the best you can, and move on. Yeah, if you're a good person, otherwise you could just keep being a narcissistic piece of shit and live your life. But see, this this song felt simultaneous to me like a a repentant boyfriend song, a we can do this sort of song. Like we're gonna make it work. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna walk oh, back fucking to limits limits is the exact same song like we've had out of like the seven songs in this album three or four of them have been about a relation a long-term relationship or getting in and out of a relationship or having a problem in a relationship but being committed to that relationship like i feel like did did ed cheat on his wife like i know there were i know there were rumors and they were never substantiated yeah. but like that's a lot of stuff that like like hey baby we're gonna make it i know i fucked up i'm so sorry I'm here for you, you know, however long it takes, I'm going to make this up to you, sort of thing. There's like four out of seven songs are that song. This is true, so far. But here's the other thing. I I am so tired of wondering if every song is about Steve. But (laughs) after All in Good Time, where they were clearly like, you're a sad sack piece of shit and we hate you. Could this be their coming back to him on their hands and knees and saying like, I don't care how long it takes. I mean, we do have... Anyone can talk, but they got their story upside down. Anyone can talk, but they got their story upside down. Like, upside down. I will not turn my whole life upside down. (laughs) Anyone can walk on water just before they drown. Feels like a pointed strike, but it's only because I have cotton. be about the bad boyfriend in the relationship right like i right, was perfect but, until but the thing I is they they didn't make up with steve so like i don't think it was hey sometimes I mean, atonement have, is not possible my friend this is this is reverse reverse ontology since we have like sure. full understanding <laughs> sure. of the fu- their future yeah what is the uh, uh futurology i don't know there can't be a futurology okay <laughs> <laughs> what there's no good portmanteau for ontology and the future well, the, so we need we just need some like synonym for divination. Oh, or it could be or like prognostication. It could be ontology, like onto the future, right? Is that <laughs> we've done it? <laughs> okay, we've we got there. <laughs> Sold it in the room. <laughs> um, because I I, I was try I, I truly was trying to pick out the Steve bits in this, like like corn and shit. Uh, I was like like the dustiness. They have that whole verse about mm-hmm. um, you know dust coats the floor. With every move, we seem to find more. I was like you know that could be <laughs> tell him me about it. Remembering his old song sketches. It could be the Milky Way rappers littering the floor in your house. It could be finding comments on every YouTube video. You know suggesting that Steve was better. Like every time I move, I can't yeah. help but kick up this fucking dust everywhere. Dust coats the floor 
With every move we seem to find more I'm out to prove that But then he, then he goes on to say, I'm, I'm out to prove that what we're working for is worth defending. So that, that implies that they have, that they, whoever the target of this song is, the object of this song, yeah. the narrator has something with them. Let me propose this. Okay. Right after All in Good Time, they came to Steve. They said, Steve, we can't, we, we need you. We want you back. The album didn't sell well. And Steve just kicked back in his chair, folded his arms, and he said, all right, here's what you're going to do. Make me- I'm going to need one million pretzels. <laughs> They better all be sticks, baby. I don't like those twisties. <sighs> Damn fucking right. The twists remind me of the lies that you used to do, Ed. No, he said, make me an apology album, and I will come back to you. So they wrote Grinning Streak, and then he said, fucking pranked, bro. <laughs> and they had to release it anyway, because it's what they've been working on. Um, do you think that's possible? <laughs> do you think Steve <laughs> punked them? Um, yes, it's possible that... Everything, all the players <laughs> exist. The situation is possible in the context of reality. Sure. Like, Steve didn't, like, sprout wings and fly away or, like, summon a dragon. Like, okay. yeah, so pos- it is possible. Probable? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I tried. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought those were, uh, those were interesting. You know, and if, if, if so, it's not about Steve, but it's a remarkably tender song as opposed to the last few about him, but it's not about him. Um, I also thought this could have been sort of a sweet revenge song, right? I mean, the atonement doesn't do it, but how else can you read, I will hold your heart as it breaks and give it back to you? I'm not fixing it. I'm just going to, hey, here's your broken heart, loser. <laughs> like, what a revengey line that is, isn't it? line i wrote that line down too because that really stuck with me it's Mm. a weird it's a weird line it is and like a kind of tone deaf line especially if you're the if you're the person who broke their heart which the narrator seems to be like he's the one who fucked up the last thing this person's gonna want probably is them just being around reminding them of their fuck up yeah 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 holding your heart as it breaks it's already presumably broken which implies that this narrator is like maybe tone deaf or like didn't understand what he did or, oh, you know what it is? He's a fucking creep who's going to wait till her next relationship hurts her and then try to swoop in and be Boomerang. like. Yeah, could be. Could be. This is the exact same story as Boomerang all <laughs> over again. Ugh, that sucks. Um, let me pitch this to you. Another Steve link. Knots can come undone. Should have known how. Knots can come undone. Gordian knot. I wear the crown, right? Gordon. <laughs> Are we there yet? Did we hit it? I think we did. I think we did. I think this is a song about <laughs> King Steve. You're right. <laughs> Knots can come undone. Knots Berry Farm, where Steve and Ed had their first date. Ev, all the science point to these two buddies oh. being together again. Do you think I've never been to Knott's Berry Farm? It's out on the East Coast or West Coast, isn't it? Uh, no, I think there's one in like the New England area, isn't there? Maybe I'm totally wrong. Nope, California's best theme park. I am wrong. Yeah, that's what I thought. And like, is it a berry themed theme park? That's a great question. What is is Knott's Berry Farm. Our California listeners are freaking out right now. I bet it started as like 
a shitty... We'll just, let's take a pause really quick so our Californian listeners can yell at us. Okay, go ahead. Ow. Jesus. Yeah, we deserve that. Okay. Anyway, not Sperry Farm. Uh, the theme park began in the 1920s as a roadside berry stand run by Walter Knott. By the 40s, they added a restaurant, shops, other attractions. Oh, okay. So it was like... I was like... I was like... He's like... You know what this needs? This like the, my raspberry stand, <laughs> fucking roller coaster. Well, how weird! It's like a what is that? Have you ever been to South of the Border? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's yeah. a okay. As you're as you're driving south, there's a million signs for it, and uh, it's it's just a thing like a roadside like couple stands that have blown up into this huge like shopping complex and all sorts of stuff um yeah that's kind of what this reminds me of it is owned by cedar fair uh which is of course our sandusky ohio brothers cedar point um Mm -hmm. do you know how lucky we are that we have the best theme park in the country two hours from us we're so fucking lucky haven't been there in years. Unreal. I go every year except last year, which pissed me off. Yeah. I can't well, wait. Like during the week. Yeah, that's when you go so that the rides aren't totally bunched up. You have sick days. Waiting in line is the days. best part, the anticipation. You're a garbage You love man. <laughs> anticipation, Sager. What are you talking about? Even me? then, you're still going to wait two hours for Steel Vengeance. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, stop. Man, just hanging out with your buds in line, making jokes, going slowly insane, snacking on your granola bars and your overpriced pretzel sticks. We do. I go with my crew, the aforementioned Rick and uh, friend of the podcast, M. And uh, we do have line games. I have a huge notepad file in my phone for just line games that we play. Uh, yeah. It is fun. It is fun uh, chilling in, in line. Um, Bird Blows. Uh, what was it? The other one, we, we played a lot of games. Which What was Bird Blows? That's where you have to hold your mouth open. <laughs> and say the name of a bird. And say the name of a bird. And everyone has to try and guess. You have to hold your <laughs> mouth and you can't use your tongue. Or your That's your jaw. Right. That was a really fun game. One. Was, and then there was the one where you tried to make, make a sandwich. sandwich. Yes. Take a sandwich. Yeah, you tried to make a sandwich, like good enough that someone would eat it, but also kind of gross. Yeah, I, I believe the idea was like, "Fuck, how did that game get scored?" I can't remember how it worked. Oh man. Anyway, this has been a thrill. Well, I think it was you wanted you wanted to try and get the per- other person to eat your sandwich, but and everyone else rated rated how gross it was. Yeah, that's right, and, and that's how you got points. So you gr- wanted to get them. You wanted to get it gross, the grossest you could make them eat. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because they could still turn it down. If they turn it down, you get you no lose points immediately. Yeah. Yes, I remember that now. Whoo, lots of good line games. Um, Ev, where what the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> I believe we were talking about this this song. Um, yeah, I uh, this this song is good. Is that what we were doing? <laughs> the, song, the song is good. Uh, I um, don't know. Let's talk. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say about the song? Or should we move on to the live version of it? Do you think that uh, that's the reason Ed's kids were on tour is because he and his wife were in a trial separation? Oh, no. God, I hope. Well, I think they were only I don't on... think so because we would have heard. We would have heard about yeah. it. Yeah. The Canadian stops of the tour is the only place where they appear. So I think they were, you know, in school doing their thing and they came out to see dad. Um. Boy, but you might be God. This this being about a divorce or a, a near divorce is very sad for me. I don't like that. Um, there was a live version. I only found one live version of it in South Carolina. The acoustic. Charleston. Yes, it was awesome. It's it was pretty good. Just Jim and Ed and the girl at the tent in the background <laughs> who is wrapped, who is like into this song, wants to fuck the bare naked ladies, like. 
into the eco village into the eco village yeah it it rules like it's a very fun fun dynamic um jim pulls out his bow during the final verse it sounds super yeah. great um just can- a, yeah good and it made me uh i found out that bnl is they're very uh socially not socially conscious but like environmentally conscious well, right the first concert that you and i went to uh when we had just started this podcast they did have the bare naked ladies eco village thing still up in whatever mm-hmm. 2017 or... well i think it's just they have they're they're committed to like green touring yeah where they they try to make as little impact as possible they're just truly good fucking people how weird is it to have a rock band that's like this nice and pure and like I don't know. These guys just rule. It's so sweet. Yeah, they're nice. Okay. They partner with the WWF. Uh, which one? Oh, the the panda one. The panda. Okay, one. Got the it. only WWF. Sure, sure. Not the Hulk Hogan one. Got it. I fucking love that. That uh, Vince McMahon sued the WW, like the World Wildlife Foundation, to to like get them to stop using WWF, and they're like, "No, fuck you. You're <laughs> gonna fact, stop using it. Yeah. And you have to." And then they had to. Yeah. Oh. Oh man, I think Vince McMahon's a real piece of shit. Oh yes, one hundred percent. I think as a person, so I I like to see him get shat upon. Yeah, absolutely. I I can't I can't imagine. Well, actually, I can imagine a lot of people who don't mind him, but I think even yeah. WWE fans don't like him. I think he's... well, that's what. Yeah, we were watching the Raw Rumble, and they're like, and uh, your friend was like, oh yeah, this guy's basically Antifa, but he's evil because Vince McMahon is a super arch conservative. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, know. and this guy's this guy's uh, socially conscious, so he's kind of a he's, he's kind a of heel. a heel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anyone who's a sjw is a heel of course in the wwe um ebbo it's a shorty song and that's all i had to say about it we got a badoo we got a badoo wow well why don't you yabba dabba do me right to today's comedian of the week i don't really want to okay that's fine now it's time to rate this song <laughs> as you know we rate this song on a scale oh it's okay oh okay all right go ahead this song See this song it was such a it was such a miss that the comedian that he wrote this about because this was this album was in 2016, mm-hmm. right? Uh 2013 this, I believe. 2013. Okay, that's what it was. So this is like when uh when this comedian was being outed for, you know, very toxic, very gross behavior. This is of course about, you know, Louis, Louis CK. CK. Okay. And this is this is when this comedian was outed for um let me, let me content warning there's some there's some uh gross sexual stuff in this thing not too gross because he's just uh so skip ahead but uh yeah masturbating in front of female co-workers and things like that um and just generally being a shitbag yeah and this song is is written about ed's desire for louis ck because there was a moment after that where he could have he he was apologizing he was doing he was kind of taking steps in the right direction and then he just went a hundred percent the opposite way yeah yeah making like making like rape jokes and things like that and uh and he was—he seemed like such a intelligent comedian. Yeah. Oh my God, Louis was one of the my favorite shows for a long time. Like, yeah. It was just so—it was so self-effacing and deprecating, and like he seemed self-aware. Yeah. And that makes his—that makes this an even worse betrayal because you know he's got the emotional intelligence and the actual and like the regular intelligence, you know, the the brain intelligence to know what he's doing is wrong and to be so it it. It makes this song super gross and bitter, not bittersweet, just gross sweet, sticky yeah. sweet. Well, and you know, has he has he has he apologized? Has he come out and he he came out and apologized at first, yeah. but then he kind of went he kind of went back on it. Did he really? Okay, yeah. Because I, I mean, he the first the first time he was like when it happened, like Sarah Silverman was defending him yeah. and things like people he had done it to. Where he's saying like, yeah, he's got a problem, you know. 
he's working on it sort of thing and then then he just kind of shit the bed yeah yeah oh okay yeah i'm reading here because i don't i don't know i i don't read that he went back on his uh his thing but he did he tried to come back to stand up in 2018 and he did a set that included topics such as auschwitz non-binary people and victims of the parkland shooting so, yeah, clearly he just decided he knew who his audience was going to be at that point and just leaned into it as hard as possible. Yeah. Good fucking God. But do you remember just a couple months ago, Dave Chappelle was doing his, like, every, every month or so he does a comedy thing, and he did invite Louis C.K. back and uh, uh, did... Uh, it's at, It was at Yellow Springs, I think. Just, like, yeah. an hour away yeah. from us. Yeah, where, where, uh-huh. where Dave Chappelle lives. Um, which is just fucking wild to me that, you know... I mean, I think Dave Chappelle is also kind of a shithead, isn't he? I, I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm willing to. Willing to I don't know. So, I just think that. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just saddening. Yeah, it is. Because he was so he was so talented and he was so, I, like I said, he was hilarious. It's it is hard. I, this is not the podcast. This is not the medium to get into it. But to talk about cancel culture is like. If someone seems apologetic about something and takes their time and does the work and comes back, I mean, we do, I mean, when is it ever okay to, to forgive and come back? I mean, obviously that's not our, our judgment to make, but I mean, as, as a society, there is no single arbiter. So when, when do we decide that it's okay again? Cause there can't be, I think there's, there's just a, there's just like a critical mass, right? Yeah. I guess like where you because there's I don't know like again cancel culture is a is problematic in and of itself in a lot of ways but at the same time like we should hold our you know public figures to a higher moral standard right if you're going to be in the public eye you need to be aware that you're in the public eye yeah of course and don't and just don't be a shit about it yeah like yeah that's it's I mean, and I get that people can make mistakes and things like that. Yeah. And if you do, you apologize for it and move on. Sure. Like the, um, but Aziz Ansari whole, jumps to mind, right? What? Aziz Ansari jumps to mind. Like, yeah. you know, where he, they, there was a clearly like some, it, it was a date that went wrong. And, the, you know, he, he didn't think he was over seven, but he overstepped and he came out and apologized. And then he came back like three years later and people were still like, sorry, Aziz, you fucked up. And it's, I mean, obviously, Ev... A bare naked ladies podcast is not the yeah. medium to discuss. This. Well, I mean, no, it is actually because what about Steve? Like Steve clearly fucked up. He clearly, you know, was going through a rough patch. Yeah. Got uh, got caught for drugs. Got kicked out of the band. But he's, I mean, he's back, right? Yeah. So how did he do it? I guess he didn't apologize. But what do you have to apologize for on a drug conviction? Yeah. At the, at the same time, like what he did wasn't. It didn't hurt anybody else. Harmful to to yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. People, if you're hurting so. yourself, all you have to do is apologize to yourself, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I bet, I bet that that did burn a lot of bridges for him. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, obviously, it got him kicked out of his band. Yeah, it <laughs> lost him millions of dollars. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So I mean, he suffered for it. But I guess, I guess, my question is, how much is enough, right? Yeah, I think that's a very that's hard. Ah, uh, right. And it's not, and it's not a judgment we can make, or I don't think, I don't think the public at large is, you know. So, so I mean, but but what what happens then is we just we it stands the judgment stands. Yeah, yeah, which it's is, they're 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 tarred and feathered. Yeah, and run out of town on a rail sort of thing. That's a bummer. A digital rail. I mean, in in most cases, it it's not a yeah. bummer. In most cases, yeah. it's well deserved. But in some cases, I feel like when people actually do the work, it mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, a lot of the a lot of the problems I have is that that when these allegations come to light, especially in light of like the Me Too movement and things like that, 
it's become it's part of a pattern. Yes. I think that right. I think that a mistake is different than like somebody making a mistake is bad, obviously, especially if it harms somebody else. But that should be easier to forgive than somebody who has a pattern of harmful exactly behaviors. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I apologize if I don't have the full facts about. I brought up Aziz Ansari as a random example without having. <laughs> maybe there was a pattern there too. I thought it was just one incident, but uh, it's very well, possible a, um, that he might be a that? piece of shit. Oh yeah, John Roderick from The Long Winters, the Bean Dad. That is, I hate that that because I love John Roderick and I love The Long Winters, and I think that was blown wildly out of proportion. Twitter just decided it was funny and caught onto it and decided to cancel yeah. him, and that sucks. I think that yeah, I think that, and then but but did you see all his all of his uh, quote unquote racist tweets? Like, and that was shitty, stupid jokes from like 10 years ago that are. Yeah. Awful. And I think that they're awful. And I think he I think I understand that that, and you know, being white and super privileged, like we thought we were in a post-racial society. Yeah. And so he was trying to he was trying to, you know, be funny and, you know, take control of that. And again, I'm not apologizing. No. Those are Horrible. those are terrible things to yes. say. And they're yeah. So I don't yeah, I don't understand. But I I'm not famous. And, mm-hmm. you know, every so often I will, and we've talked about this before, come across a Facebook memory or an old tweet where I use the R slur or whatever because yeah. it was not okay, but it's a thing that yeah. we did because we I mean, we've got like Ed, Ed saying it a lot. Bare you know, naked back in America. In, America. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, again, it doesn't make it right. Yeah. But it contextualizes yes, it, I suppose. I agree. So, you know, uh, you feel we feel bad about it and we try to be better people. Yeah. And we are also two white guys talking yes. about this. Yeah, no- don't get your don't get your social <laughs> takes from us, please, listeners. This sucks. Ev, let's go. Do you have anything else to say about Louis C.K.? Oh man, <laughs> I just there was this moment. The song was written in the moment where we thought he could do he could be better. Yeah, and he and he wasn't and isn't. Yeah. So yeah. So Louis C.K. Uh, cance- mark of approval canceled. Okay, good. Even though he donated to the Fistula Foundation. Oh my God! Is there a fistula foundation? There sure is a fistula foundation. What a terrible, yeah! What a terrible thing. The need for fistula treatment far outstrips supply. Ev, I hate to say that I don't even know what fistula is. I just thought it was a funny word. You don't. It's real. It's a real rough thing. Okay. Read about it. All right. not, I don't want to put let's, it on the uh, let's podcast. Let's not talk about it's, this podcast. Okay. It's usually pretty. It's usually pretty bad. This, uh, this podcast has been dark enough. Bad already. situation. All right. So let's move on to rating this song. <laughs> it's bad it is bad i did click on it and the first thing that popped up was anal fistula but i am not going to laugh at it this song we read on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed (laughs) i'm not laughing at anything i'm laughing at you okay specifically uh this uh this song we read on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed the more clothes this song is wearing the worse it is the fewer clothes the song is wearing the better so on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed ev where do you think it falls? We finally got it. The future the liberals want. <laughs> Everyone's the same. We all look the same. We all talk the same. Everyone is equal. People who are people who are smart get held back, uh, get little little brain uh, surgeries to make them less intelligent. People who are less intelligent get brain surgeries to make them smarter. <laughs> Everyone's the same size. Everyone looks the same. We've gone as far left as we can. I get up in the morning. I feel just fine. That's the future the leftists want. I was obvi- obviously, <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. I get up in the morning. I feel okay, mm-hmm. just like I feel every day, mm-hmm. just like everyone feels. <laughs> Libs. <laughs> and that's it. 
<laughs> I stretch my I stretch my arms and I go and I open my closet and inside is a white t-shirt that says shirt on it and my pants say pants on them. I put on a pair of jeans, branded liberal jeans, <laughs> Antifa jeans. Antifa jeans. <laughs> and my uh my um shirt that's just a uh, well, it can't be white or black. It can't be any color of any human skin tone. Mm. So it's a blue shirt with silver writing on it that says shirt. Mm-hmm. And I put it on and I get my shoes that are just like little, little rainbow colored shoes, you know, to show my support for everyone around me. Um, and they're not just rainbow. They color every light of the visible, every color in the visible and non-visible spectrum. Wow. Because we don't want to be, you don't want, you don't want to be uh, um, forgetful of what birds can see <laughs> and other animals, Jesus. our fellow animals. And I eat my nutrition paste, <laughs> which is 100% all natural, no harm done, zero, uh, never tested on animals, never anything. I drink my, my water, which was brought up for an artesian well, uh, harvested or uh, naturally collected from an artesian well. And then I go and I look at my one child because we only have one child now because of overpopulation. Okay. And I go to my job at the um, equity factory. Very nice. Where I look over uh, various um, posts of all sorts of people and I make sure that no one uses any sort of inflammatory language or uh, in any way makes anyone could could possibly be any make anyone feel bad. Okay. I like that. Wow. You can't like it. I don't like it. I feel you're not allowed to like neutral. it. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to hate it. There I you go. I feel neutral about what you said to me. <laughs> to be as inoffensive as possible. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the future the liberals want. Damn, dude. Okay. That's a bummer. I get, and it's not a bummer. It's, no, it's not it's a bummer. Fine. It's perfectly normal. I'm wearing it's, a perfectly normal outfit. This is a perfectly, this sure. is a perfectly fine song. I mean, I, I, I think I am, I'm with you. I, by the way, your outfit sounds like it rules. If somebody were to wear that just out of the town, liberal branded jeans with a shirt know, it, that it, says it, it shirt kinda, on it. And then my, my uh, multicolored uh, non, non-binary shoes. <laughs> non-binary it's every shoes. Every color on the spectrum that and rules. beyond. That outfit sounds like it kicks ass. Yeah, it actually does. And this um. song actually is kind of good. <laughs> and the future of the liberals once actually really good. It's more like Star Trek than what I'm, what I just described. Um, the countdown timer moves seven, six, five, four, and all the people in the ring turn their heads <laughs> towards the entrance. All seven burly, sweaty men as the next contestant is about to enter the Royal Rumble. So in Royal the ring, rumpus. the Royal Rumpus, you've got Big Squeezy, the orange juice man, and he's of course Big got- <laughs> Baby. <laughs> You've got Big Baby Bobby Bumpkin, who just wants his mommy. You've uh, got the skeleton. Uh-huh. You've got Scabarino, the Italian scab, who <laughs> likes to fuck over unions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, um he's a he's a face. <laughs> yes, he is a good guy, of course. <laughs> and what happens? And then you hear the theme song. Uh Making your way in the world today <laughs> takes everything you got. And the crowd goes fucking nuts. They start going, Norm, 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 Norm. And out comes Norm, the completely normal man. He's wearing a business suit. He's got a briefcase. He walks to the ring and the crowd goes wild and he politely waves to a few people. He does he opens- wave or does he take out his, I- his iPhone and just like check 
check the internet. That's true. He does. He checks the internet. <laughs> That's uh, a shtick is ignoring everybody. <laughs> just checking the internet. Every so often, maybe he stops, opens his briefcase, and delivers a subpoena to a member of the crowd. I don't know. He's, he's live tweeting the uh, event. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, he gets to the ring. He observes what's happening, people fighting in the ring. He nods a few times, uh, just trying to comprehend the situation. He gets in, and he does fine. Doesn't win, doesn't lose. He is the normal contestant in the Royal Rumble. Eventually, uh, he decides he's had enough. And before Big Squeezy can toss him over, he jumps over the top rope, gives him a curt nod and a wave, and then uh, leaves A business-like handshake. A business, yes, he gives a handshake to Big Squeezy. Is that, uh, is that his move, is the handshake? <laughs> That's his finisher. His, he gives you such a good business handshake, and it like, shoots up your arm, and you like flop onto the ground. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a good move. And then he accidentally walks over you to, pins you, to pin you and just like looks around and doesn't even realize he's standing on you. Norm, everybody loves him. Ev, we'll be right back with more. It's all been done. There's someone who got canceled. Norm McDonald. You knew that was coming. <laughs> Did he get canceled? Oh hell yeah, he's always been a piece of shit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> hey Ev. Oh uh, what? You're a wizard, right? Of course. What's your familiar? Uh, I'm familiar with PHP, C++, um, VBasic. Ooh, do digital wizards have digital familiars? The chart wizard does have a digital familiar. Oh, what um, is, he? is he? Is he the Microsoft paperclip? <laughs> Clippy? Not bad. <laughs> it's uh, him and Bonsai Buddy. Bonsai Buddy would make a great familiar. Oh, man. What's Bonsai Buddy? Describe What's him to me. Bonsai Buddy? Bonsai Buddy is a giant purple gorilla, and he's your friend. You download him, and he lets every big company who wants to see onto your desktop, into your computer, into there. <laughs> it was like famous malware in like 2004. Oh. Where you would, it's your it's your digital friend, but really he just lets uh, fucking Jimmy Johns know what your order is beforehand and <laughs> lets him spy That's on you. Not a bad idea. Jimmy Johns knowing what your order is. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, I can't believe what other what other what are the greats in on Mount Digital Familiar More. You've got Clippy. You've got Bonsai Buddy. Who else is there? Who else is a famous digital f- friend? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't remember. I, I've. I mean, would it be like Nyan Cat? Is he your famous digital familiar? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a hundred cats we could do, right? You could do Keyboard Cat. You could do Salt Bay. Salt Bay. <laughs> Can a person be your familiar? Um. No, I don't think they can be. In, I don't think. Uh, I mean, per the per the like Dungeons and Dragons rules, they can't be like a. They slowly become intelligent, but they yeah. can't have. They can't start out as like. Have their own like uh, not th- not saying animals aren't intelligent, but like sure. they can't be able to like converse and is it you know is it about intelligent? I think it's about CR. So it depends on what Salt Bay's uh, Salt Bay's <laughs> challenge rating is. I bet he's he's got a pretty good. Doesn't he have a knife? <laughs> I don't know. Probably because yeah, he like slices like, up that beef. He's doesn't making he? the steak. Yeah. He's so he's it, yeah. probably got a knife. Yeah, uh, he's probably pretty. He's probably pretty dangerous. So somebody with a knife automatically ups their challenge rating by at least like 0.5, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. It's it's 
somebody with a gun is more dangerous than somebody without a gun <laughs> yes. to themselves and others, right? <laughs> yeah, if that's what challenge rating truly is, not a not a assessment of. So what's, I guess the question is, what ups your challenge rating in the digital domain? Like sure. being a corporate shill and letting letting all sorts of like corporations <laughs> spy on you is that does that increase your and what what constitutes a challenge? I mean, I hmm, that's a good question. So what's what is a challenge online? A challenge online is well, it has um, to be like a, a virus, right, or, or malware, right? Yeah, isn't that because it's a challenge to you going about your daily business in the digital realm? So Bonsai Buddy cannot be my familiar. No, he's too powerful. He's far too powerful. Okay, Clippy can. Clippy is nice. Clippy is peaceful. Um, Bonsai I mean, Buddy. Clippy, I'm sure Clippy feeds your information to Microsoft as well. Perhaps, yeah. Bonsai Buddy's kind of like a lich of the uh, <laughs> of the digital world. He's like his CR rating is humongous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. So it could be it could be a YouTube character. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna, yeah, I think Keyboard Cat's a good one. Now, let's see. Famous Internet Cats. Grumpy Cat's got to be on this list. Oh, yeah. He's a great one. Uh, but what would yours be? I don't know. Something that... Is there that... Oh, the dog that goes, uh... Roll on, Johnson. <laughs> what? There's that dog. Roll who, uh, on Johnson. Roll on Johnson. I'm looking it up. <laughs> yeah, never see that? No. Roll on Johnson. Hey, that does it. You're thinking of the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, it's a cat, of- isn't it? It's a cat that says Roll on Johnson. I just searched for Roll on Johnson, and all I'm getting is Jelly Roll Johnson, the harmonica <laughs> player from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Jelly Roll is a great fucking name. Oh, yeah. I like, I like food names, right? Me too. Fats Domino. Fats isn't a food. It's like a whole, whole subgroup of foods. Could you imagine like if it was butter like bean. Grains Anderson? <laughs> like Fats Domino's buddy. <laughs> Meets <laughs> Phillips. Oh God. Um are you looking right. Yeah, I'm gonna pause I'm gonna pause the I'm gonna pause the podcast and okay. uh, put this on your uh, I'm gonna okay. share my screen with you in a second. Thank you. I feel really bad. I yeah, have that a cat f- looks like it's not having a good time. No, I have a friend who's a dog trainer, and she says that like all of those videos with like this dog is walking on his hind legs. Yeah, it's like, brutal. All yeah. of those videos, the animals are in severe distress. Like something bad is happening. Well, yeah. Have you seen there's there's a, there was this big expose a couple years ago about how those animals are trained to do it. It's like beating them. Oh Jesus so. fucking Christ. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Well, you know who else gets beaten, Ev? That oh would be all the wrestlers from the Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast. Ooh, there we go. That's right. Cam and Jory were big fans of wrestling during the Attitude Era and are now back watching the WWE 15 years later. Weekly recaps, thoughts, and goofs about pay-per-views, Raw, and SmackDown. Our last episode, WCW Greed, premiered July 28th, 2020. <laughs> My- and I think we've Weekly had a com- recaps. commercial for this podcast before with the exact same episode. So Cam and Jory, what are you doing? Let's get rolling, guys. Yeah, we, we've we given you more updates on the BNL <laughs> podcast. We they- truly have talked about the Royal Rumble more this episode. Oh, no. Uh, but anyway, uh, there's a link that says Ric Flair Baby Kidnapper link. So I'm into whatever that's about. Um, yeah, I think that I think I'd be more into wrestling if... Apart from the wrestling, mm-hmm. the actual like physical aspects of wrestling, I appreciate that. But like three minutes of the of sweaty guys throwing each other around the Too ring, much. 
is is that's all I need. All I need is three. Every match needs to be three minutes long. Sure. Yes. And then after that, well, I mean, obviously, you know, big ones can be longer if there's thirty yeah. men in the ring. But th- th- we we were just having a conversation about this. Do you remember during the Rumble? Uh, uh, what was his name? Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio's son. Oh, oh yeah. Was, yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody was saying afterwards that Dominic Mysterio has been in the WWE for a while because Rey Mysterio at one point had a a match for uh, parentage of his son. Like the 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 papers to adopt his son were in the briefcase, and whoever won that match would. This was when Dominic was like nine years old. Would, oh my god! Would become Dominic's dad. <laughs> that fucking rules. I love that. <laughs> goofy bizarre shit in wrestling that's what i want more of i want more clown themed i want more doink the clowns you want more, want more like undertakers yokozunas yeah 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 and everyone just has their name now right yeah. everyone has just a name I was no, no one's like about that big baby squanch exactly. now it's just like jonathan walters yeah i hate that it sucks uh well ev i hope your day is good you want to come over and have some coffee with coffee. me in my <laughs> yes please Get COVID with me and my family. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind it. I, I truly, we are at the finish line and I get my vaccine at the end of this month, which by the time this episode comes out, will be so, so, so close. Um, I just, I want to, I want, I don't, I actually, I'll take the antibodies. However you're going to give them to me, cough into my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> well, this is the second time I've got it. So I don't yeah. know if you want my. No, I don't. Yours are but hey, the good news is that. I think for it's like 90 days after you've had COVID, you're basically have a zero percent spread chance. So, uh, buddy, we're gonna be hanging out. That would be awesome. I'm be kissing you on the lips. Please, I would love <laughs> it. All right, bye, bye. And we're back with more. It's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. Now's the time of the show when I spin this big wheel and we figure out what we got going on today. If I had a million dollars. How would the subject of this song spend a million dollars? A uh, huge but ultimately futile romantic gesture. Yep. It would be a skywriter maybe, or I'm trying to think of what other things like. It would be like, it would be something like they, he takes, he takes his, uh, his wife of 15 years out to a romantic dinner. And when they come back, he's painted a giant picture or he's had a giant, her face painted on the side of their house. Or maybe oh. his face saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, but they're still married in this. Yeah. In your, in yeah, your he, uh, he hires a professional lookalike okay. to pretend to be him and take her out to dinner. Sure. Oh, I like that. That's good. And then when he comes back, the mariachi band is playing on the front yep. lawn. Oh, gosh, yes. A stupid and futile gesture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, a white mariachi band. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Composed of all of his friends from college. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yep. and, uh, and they're all wearing like mustaches and sombreros. So, so we've got a skywriter, a mural, and a mariachi band. I'm gonna put that at like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, um, that's nothing. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, maybe more than that. Yeah, I mean, but it's not. It's like barely, barely a tenth. He's still got to spend a lot of. Oh, he also got her a new sports utility vehicle, like okay. a really big fucking honking truck. Sure, not like truck, but like a like a, a SUV, just one of those enormous fucking fuck all SUVs yeah. that are like, I don't care about anybody, I don't care about the planet, I don't sure. care about 
anyone. I just want to look like big. He got her a stretch Hummer. She has to drive a limo around for the rest of her life. <laughs> and then he, he got her all the. Then he got her like a bunch of Christmas. Like like it's Christmas in July, baby. I got you all these presents. But as she opens them all, they're all stuff he wants. <laughs> yeah, I got you that power drill that I was asking for. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I got it, you this uh, newfangled vac uh, Roomba. I got you a Roomba, so now you don't have to. <laughs> So we're this thinking, is how Ed talks now. Hey, Fucking and, up, Andrew, Dice, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay. Um, this is, so we're saying he's out of touch. I guess he is, right? Because of that, you know, I will hold your heart as it breaks and give it back to you. I think that is an out of touch line, right? That, well, the thing is, he hasn't told her that he's cheated on her. He's just trying to, like, build her oh, up. Oh, no. And then he's like, hey, do you, do you have a good night tonight? <laughs> this is the best night you ever had? <laughs> Oh, he takes her to like a um, amusement. He like rents out a local amusement park. Okay, yeah. But like one of those like Wally World ones, like not a not a Cedar Point or anything. Just like one of those like tiny little local. Like he's got two roller coasters. Like, hey, remember this is where we went on our eleventh date. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? Oh, yeah, I took God. you here. I won. I won. I, I didn't win you anything, but now I can win you whatever you want. Look, look, I own the machine. What do you want? A Jamaican banana? You want a Rasta banana? Listen, I cheated on you. Here's a Rasta banana. He tries to compliment sandwich it. Like, yeah. he gives it to her right before he gives her another present. Yeah, now let's he go. Tells, on he tells her right before they go down the uh, the hill on the roller coaster. Oh, shit. Oh, that's Remember good. how you used to love the Gemini? <laughs> Such a good roller coaster. Hey, by the way, I cheated on you. Bye. Uh, I cheated on and you with the girl a, that was a Gemini. Bye. It's just a picture of him, like, screaming and and then her face is stone cold. Oh, they get the, the fucking picture. Yeah. Oh my and she's just, god! She's just glaring daggers at him. Oh shit, that's so good. Hey, oh. who wants some cotton candy? <laughs> but or so- he doesn't even rent out a amusement park. He he rents out like um, carnival rides because you can like you can set up a car if you've got a million dollars. You sure. could probably get someone with like a fucking twister and a, a silly slide and thing to come. Oh man, you know, set right up on in the a, in an empty field. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he brings in the funnel cake truck and he brings in. That's good. That's very fun. And it's quarantine too, so they're all desperate for business. Absolutely, they are. All the carnies are there. Fuck. So he's getting a fucking deal. That's... He's getting like, like five hundred thousand dollars buys you a lot of carnival equipment <laughs> in quarantine. Oh yeah, it rents you even more. Um, God. Okay. Oh, and then the police. Then the police show up because he hasn't gotten the, Any uh, of the licenses. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any exactly. Of the permits. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the night has gone from bad to worse. Does she eventually forgive him? Huh. Well. She can see he's trying in his way. Yeah. Was does he... it does it constitute an apology? I mean, was he even worth it in the first place, I guess? The way we've described him, no. No, not in the least. It seems like his heart's in the right place, but he's too narcissistic to uh, to, un- to understand other people exist outside of his own yeah. uh, so I think perceptions. They, I think they break up. I think eventually she takes the kids and uh, she goes to her mom's house and separates and they get a messy and uh, bad divorce. That's cool. What a fun, yeah. positive thing. I don't feel like it'd be a. Me- I think I don't think it'd be a messy divorce because he seems to like in the song he recognizes what he's done is wrong. So I think well no because he he's it is messy because he's he's doing he's staking he's sticking by her but for all the worst reasons like he's coming at it not maliciously not like I'm gonna fuck you over because you fuck because I hate you he's kind of being like no baby we can make this work yeah yeah he's 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 holding on to every last straw that he has in this relationship absolutely right. so yeah. it so it becomes messy. But for he refuses I don't to say to the, sign r- the, the right reason, yeah, 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 that's what happens. I'm not gonna let you go. I'm gonna win you back. No, you're always gonna have my last name, Maria. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, okay. Wow, that's Maria how Maria Robinson. Maria Robinson. Lyle and Auden, they're, they're going to be Robinsons for life. And then he's only spent he's only spent like $600,000, so he's still got $400,000 left to keep trying to win her back over and over again. Maybe he just hires the best lawyer possible to annul their divorce. Or <laughs> <laughs> can you do that? I, I want to hire you, and I want us to remain married forever. Can you do... Is that something the law can do? <laughs> I want you to stop this divorce from happening. <laughs> yeah. Just take her out. Um, maybe he accidentally kills her. Maybe he accidentally hires a hitman uh, to try and stop the <laughs> the divorce from happening. Um, can you? Can I put a hit on this divorce? Is that how a hitman works? Uh, maybe to kill her new boyfriend. Who knows? Um, in any case, that's what happens with a million dollars. <laughs> you know, this guy does not. You don't want to give this guy a million dollars no, no. for sure. Bad man. Bad man to win the lottery. Now it's time for us. Kind to of a take... shitty lottery too. What lottery only get? He was like he wins like a scratch off. Like yes, right? yeah, possibly so. <laughs> now it's the time of the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our cocky little controllers. Here's an email from our friend Greg Mamories. Hi, Greg Mamories. Welcome back on the pod. This email is titled "Help." I lost my video player. Help. <laughs> I used to have an iPad on my wall that played Bare Naked in America in an infinite loop. It oh, was no. my it was my favorite possession, but I accidentally knocked it down and it fell through my time portal and I don't know where or when it ended up. As experts, I need you to tell me what's the worst that could happen. Your friend, Greg Memories. This is the second email in a row that has to deal with the time portal. <laughs> Even the last one, it turned the Bare Naked Ladies into Muppet Babies. Now it is uh, putting Bare Naked in America back in time on an infinite loop. So what's the worst that could happen? Well, what, what's the... what, what time does it fall into? Well, that's. I think the question is, what's the worst time? I mean, obviously, I, th- I think you're, the initial impulse is to say caveman times, but they wouldn't even be able to understand it. They would just break it. And, like, that yeah, they would, would just they would, they would worship it and then break it. Exactly. Yeah. No big deal perhaps the renaissance could it possibly have derailed the entirety of the renaissance to have an ipad here's the well here's the other deal though is that it doesn't have power so it's only going to run for three hours four hours in an infinite loop right so who's the worst person to watch bare naked in america two and a half times (laughs) who's the hitler uh oh! What happens when Hitler watches a Brennan Ladies documentary <laughs> two and a half times before? What, at what point in Hitler's life is it him as a child? Is it him in the bunker with Ava? Yeah, I think maybe. It's, it, I think well, it, it, have, it, it, it gives him the joy to convince him not to kill himself, and then he just gets captured and, then, and stands trial. That's actually a really good outcome. Actually, yeah, okay. much better than than uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's that's not. So it isn't him in the bunker. So what happens? Yeah, probably not Hitler then. Uh, maybe Stalin gives him the idea to form communism. Oh, okay. Or, or to turn communism dark. Oh, how, how, how does Stephen Ed's fun, wild antics and uh, and and gratuitous slurs f- force him to turn things dark? Well, because he saw it and he was like, "Oh, this is how the world happens. Good, I will make this world where two funny white boys oh. make funny racial slurs and." Uh, on the steps of a strange building. I wonder perhaps if he sees it and is disgusted by it. And maybe that's, he's like, I'm not going, I'm not going far enough. Must make <laughs> communism more powerful. And then he boots up the, you know, the communism machine, kicks it in overdrive in order to prevent that future from happening. 
where where two pasty white boys with clearly not much to say become you know powerful people in this new universe so how does that affect the future well oh stalin making communism it probably makes communism fall extra hard extra quick okay so again good outcome good outcome so i'm just saying fuck let's try and think of a i mean i can only improve the past there's no way they make things worse yeah there was a lot of like show us your butts that's true so maybe some puritanical puritan times yeah like uh early early colonial america uh goody merriweather finds it and it convinces her <laughs> Ooh, and she gets tried as a witch <laughs> yes okay so somebody so oh, that's what happens somebody finds this ipad somebody who would grow up to be influential in our society finds the ipad gets tried as a witch and killed so who is that person who is influential in sort of the puritanical society who would have been uh i don't know anybody from nathaniel hawthorne times <laughs> who was who was uh uh puritan was it like martin luther that's right yeah uh, i guess martin luther could find it um is, like is he going- I, was, I thought you were talking like american puritans but that's fine okay um, i don't really know many puritans okay well this is good though i think we're on the right track uh could it be uh Archbishop Matthew Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be Archbishop Matthew Parker. Well, let's see what he did. So Archbishop, let's just say it's him. So Archbishop Matthew Parker finds it in, oh, I don't know, let's say 1534. Uh, and of course, um, he was the Archbishop of Canterbury. Canterbury um, and uh, <laughs> what things did he do? <laughs> Fuck. Good. Good pod where we're just looking up historical <laughs> figures we don't know. So he mistrusted popular enthusiasm, and he wrote in horror of the idea that the people should be the reformers of the church. But perhaps this convinces him that popular enthusiasm is something that must be, uh, fuck, but then the church becomes reformed by the people. God damn it, it's good again! <laughs> we can't find a bad way for this to happen! Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! Ah, oh, here we go. Puritans, thank God. How about Oliver Cromwell? Oh, God. Yeah, that'll do. Okay. So what about Oliver Cromwell? Picture the year 1628. Oliver Cromwell. New model army has just uh, thrown, well, basically fucked up the Irish a bunch. Uh Uh-huh. Again. Oliver Cromwell finds an iPad playing Bare Naked in America for four hours. What does he do with that information? Oh, I think as soon as he finds it, he just snaps it over his leg. Like, I don't think Cromwell's the kind of guy who would who would conscience this thing. Okay. Uh, but the fact that the, he... Forsooth, the devil hath sent this to <laughs> besnare me. But someone else sees that the devil has chosen him and gets him, of course, in trouble. And, you know, his whole effect on Ireland is negated because he's too young to have had an effect on Ireland. So, you know, the killing of civilians never happens. Uh, well, it probably does, just under a different person. Well, fuck, Ev. So, do Ed and Steve never have an effect anywhere on the past? I, they It goes back to... Um, <laughs> it goes back... It falls into uh, Ed's room, July 23rd, 2014. Okay. And he goes, what's this doing here? Okay. And he sees it, and he goes, "Ah, oh, I was so happy back then. What happened? What happened to me? What happened to Steve? happened to all this thing and he just goes and he quits the band he just like i we we're done we're done here Bare Naked in america is a film he could be watching at any point 
Right, right. But now he has to watch it. The fact that it snuck up on him. It keeps it keeps falling into his life over and over again. He's okay. like, God, you know, sometimes it's best to just walk away. Sure. Unlike this song today. Okay. He goes, you know what? Sometimes let's just cut our losses. We've had a good run, guys. We're all rich. Wow. Um, let's just pursue our solo projects. So fast forward seven years. The year is 2021. How does that affect our lives? We're done with the podcast. Yeah, good. We're we're six we're six songs away at this point. February seventh yeah. to pull the curtain back a little bit. Twenty twenty one. Evan and I are six songs away from finishing this fucking podcast. And then what do we do with our lives? I think I'm I'm looking at this like I'm now giving it back to you. I'm trying to hang on with everything that I have. I keep pitching to you. Let's do the Robertson podcast. Let's do the Cregan Brothers podcast. Like, but you don't want it. And maybe this makes us grow apart eventually. I don't think so. Okay. I think we'll just go back to being friends. So, Mr. Mamories, to answer your we'll question... Have, we'll have very less structured... We'll have less structured time to hang out. <laughs> we'll have less structured time to hang out. And, and so Evan Sager will have a shorter podcast is what happens. Worst worst possible worst outcome. Worst possible outcome. We've, we've expanded it through all the eras of history. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I don't think... I don't think we could, they could find any other thing. I think if I may pitch one more thing, and it possibly is what happened... Greg, I think your iPad may have gone back to the creation of the universe, the Big Bang itself, and that's why the DNA of Bare Ladies is kind of sewn into every molecule in our universe as it is. You know, when when the Bare Ladies sing about, you know, it all started with a Big Bang, they're speaking from experience because they were there, or at least digital fabrications of them. Bare Ladies shall forever be... <laughs> A part of us. Thank you, Greg Memories. I appreciate Thank you. Ev, that's another yeah. episode. You can email us. It's up and done podcast at gmail.com. I keep forgetting to put our email address in there. Um boy, it's it's certainly been a week. Certainly been an exciting week. It's been one week for sure. Uh oh, is that it? Are we I'm done? I'm living it up. <laughs> uh Ev, do you have anything to plug this week? Um, I don't know, betrayal. At House on the Hill or just in general? Both. Okay. I mean, which one of us is the traitor, Saker? We'll never know. I don't think you can play a two-player game of Betrayal. I think the traitor is someone else around us that we don't know yet. Which which of our guests is the traitor? Ooh, could be Ox Bellows. He's a big man with not a big brain. Seems like he would be a tradeful person. Um, Ox Bellows is one of the characters in oh, Betrayal House okay, of the Hill. Okay. I'm very sorry to have referenced the thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, possibly your partner. I mean, he just walked in the room not too long ago, and it he really didn't look too sick. Are you sure he wasn't lying to you? <laughs> this is the first day he's been able to get out of bed. <laughs> I know. We played a online role-playing game yesterday, and I'm fairly sure he fell asleep several times during the game. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, Ebo, I'm going to plug Zoom for all your talking to your friends to not go insane needs. <laughs> There's Zoom. Yeah, I've messed around with other other things, and Zoom seems to be the best so far. Yeah, I like Discord. Discord's fine. Yeah, but who cares? It, it's all yeah. the same. You know, nah, Skype sucks. Skype does suck. FaceTime only works with certain people. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm at House Party. Uh, we're over the age of 16, so we're not allowed to use. Um, Good. That's it. That's the, some things should be for their space, yeah. the youth, the some, youth some space. Some things are for them and not us. They need a space of their own, and that's fine. Enjoy House Party. Enjoy House Party. That's our plug with Kid and Play, <laughs> the the nineteen eighties comedy. Is that what it was? Kid I, and Play. I, th I don't. Th I think they were just Remember a hip hop du duo. 
I don't think they they were necessarily comedy, but that certainly was a comedy movie. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh wasn't there a sequel? Was there a House Party 2? There was a House Party 2. I remember. I don't think I've seen either of the movies, but I saw them advertised so much back in the day. I think I was too young to be allowed to watch those. House Party 2, 1991. House Party 3, 1994. House Party 4, Down to the Last Minute, 2001. House Party, Tonight's the Night, 2012. Oh, man. Holy shit. And they're doing another one. 2018, it was announced that LeBron James would be producing a new house party. Wow. What in I the think fuck? I... Was I mean, it it's really? like one of those, it's it's like one of those, like, you know, barbershop, like it's just a movie that, or like the, it just hit an audience, right? That's bizarre. I had no like idea. Like the Leprechaun, the Leprechaun franchise. I guess They still keep so. making it. I love it. I love it. How wild. Well, I guess my plug hey, this week is for, fuck the House Party app. Watch all five House Party movies. Have a House Party party this week. I'm worried. I'm wondering if they'll stand up or they'll be like the other <laughs> 80s and 90s movies where they're just t- so tone deaf in a modern sensibility. I'm sure they'll be fucking horrible. How? What is House Party even about? It's just people that have a house party. Don't know. Never seen it. That's such a universal concept. Of course, it's a popular. I mean, who hasn't had a party at a house? house, Exactly. Oh, all right. So our plugs this week, the house party app, the house party movies, and having a house party. And betrayal. And betrayal. I forgot. Someone at your house party will betray you. Well, yeah, that's because you need narrative stakes, right? Exactly. We're on the same page. Okay. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one One week. week. Thank you.